Hello, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Snug Dan Nerdcast. As always, I'm Kevin, and I've still got Danny with me, thank God. I came back. <laughs> he hasn't left me yet. <laughs> still going, we're, we're, we're getting there. Uh, How you doing, so, man? I'm, uh, I mean, I'm a little tired, but... Uh, I'm exhausted. I got like four hours of sleep. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting one. Why can I not find this now? It's been an interesting, interesting week. Interesting couple of weeks. Sorry, I'm like over here trying to find the thing that <laughs> I was, I was like, looking for. I, I lost it. I was like, uh, I know what I wanted to talk about first, but I yeah, I lost it. It's been it's been real busy for me. Like I've been all over the place. I don't know about you, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my, I think there hasn't been a day, uh, other than the day that I missed work on, uh, that I haven't, that I've been able to be at home doing nothing. So constantly yeah. busy every day of the week. I got my like first, uh, moment to really sit down and play games on my PC, my new freshly built PC. Oh, um, yeah. that was Saturday. I was able to do that Saturday. Um, I got about an hour. And Damn, I, that's it. Yep. I played oh. two games of League of Legends and was severely disappointed, as as I was telling you, I was severely disappointed that they removed Twisted Tree Line and the 3v3s from Twisted Tree Line. I was, yeah, I, I took like a two and a half, almost three year break from League because I didn't have a, a PC or computer of any sort that would actually run it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it turns out like right after I was unable to play anymore is right about when they discontinued Twisted Tree Line and the 3v3s. And I was, I was pretty upset about that because that was my shit. <laughs> I mean, I was I was telling you about that. I honestly, I kind of wish that I still had some of the highlights from <clears throat> from uh, playing when that because, bro, <laughs> like seriously, there was one match where I was all the way at the other team's nexus, just about, and I had one of their players chase me all the like I was I was down to just a little sliver of health. He chased me all the way back to my base, tried to turret dive me, and died because he stayed just at the edge of garen's like spin move uh damage circle which i'm pretty sure they also nerfed that since i played last um but he was like right at the edge of it so he was taking like little bits of damage as i was running away little bits and little bits and little bits as i was running away (laughs) and he got he tried to turret dive me because i was still pretty low and it just it didn't work out for him he ended up getting killed by the turret which thankfully because i did the majority of the damage to him it credits me with that kill not the turret yeah i was (laughs) gonna say i feel like chasing you all the way back to your base isn't the greatest idea no no it's not <laughs> i don't play league, um, i mean that doesn't you, sound like a good idea if you think you can get them it's a good idea if you actually like if you actually can get them like there are some times where turret diving is totally worth it but you kind of have to be pretty dang sure that you're going to come out with it otherwise you're gonna get screwed and i'll be honest it wasn't necessarily a bad call on his part until I was almost all the way back to my recall zone. Once I was there, he probably should have given up on the turret dive and just let it go. Mm. But he was pretty determined. 
And yeah, I got that kill. Uh, there you go. <laughs> but I was, yeah. I Showed kinda, that man who's boss. Like, yeah. That's League. I like to toot my own horn when I play League because back when I back when you could play 3v3s, I would carry teams for days. And now they don't have 3v3s anymore. And I'm absolute dog shit because I'm, I never played anything but Twisted Tree Light. <laughs> so, like, I played, like, two matches and I was like, okay, I'm... This is not good. <laughs> That's okay. We'll be shit together. There we go. Yeah. I'll get Jake to play with us too. Oh, there you go. Three man. Because uh, Dylan's been trying to get him into it. And every time they end up like paired with a-holes that don't want to share. So we're just Wait. like, we'll get the four of us since <clears throat> maybe Steven. We never mentioned uh, Jacob is your brother. Yeah. Uh, did we even mention you had a brother? Nah, probably not. I don't even think it's come he up. Actually, he streams. I, I need to get his... Uh, his uh, twitch name does he, he yeah now? i think he's i think he's streaming under f stappy i think that's f yes, underscore stappy yeah, i think that's the one he uses that. yep yeah so f underscore stappy on twitch tv that's that's my little brother he's cool um he he streams from time to time a lot of times he's just like helping out dylan uh who i believe on twitch is uh a bigfoot sammy I oh believe. my god dylan oh that yeah dylan. yeah that okay dylan. gotcha i I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. So Dylan usually, does yeah, usually when he's like, I'm streaming, he's actually just playing with Dylan. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, we should just, we should get the two of them and maybe even like Steven get the five of us together and just go play. Just make one big stream party. <laughs> I mean, the five of us, they do 5v5s now. So like, if we got that five, we wouldn't have to worry about getting matched with randoms that want to be dickheads. Now. I can stream now if you I want to. You can stream now. You have a PC that's perfectly capable of doing so. Yes, sir. That's the funny part. <laughs> You're not I just, using your PS4 anymore. I get I get way too into the game. I forget to talk. So, like, <laughs> I would have such a hard time. That's the hardest that's, part. That's why it's better when I do it with you because, like, I can... I can be like, okay, I'm focused on the game and I'm focused on chat. Someone there to and talk And just kind of yeah. bounce back and forth. And then, yeah, make comments with you. Okay. How well, about you? What's uh, what's new with you? I talked a lot oh, about Jesus. Ah, <laughs> uh, not nothing, man. I, still same old, same old. <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, I'm just working. Work is killer. We had the fair. That was pretty fun. Yeah, the fair. Uh, that was. Fair wasn't was too town. bad. I uh, yeah. I got some outside of podcast stories for that for you, but yeah, <laughs> fair fair was good. Okay. All right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, we had some fun. Friend of mine came down from up north, hung out. Uh, didn't really get to go on rides. I think the I think the area we're living in is growing to be too big uh, for what's in it. Like, yeah, it definitely looks like the area we live in is just not the size it needs to be to host all the people because those lines were stupid long they were ridiculously yep. long i mean fairs are always long like yeah. long lines but that was like the worst i've ever seen in our local fair yeah i went to the california state fair and didn't wait nearly half as long as that honestly they probably need a bigger space than the expo to do it yeah. but unfortunately that's tiny. the biggest space that they have yeah <laughs> 
like to to put all of the parking required as well as all of the events as the exactly, biggest space yeah, that they've got. Say the only in other the space area. they have is the parking area, and that yeah. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Yeah, exactly. So, anyway. you imagine how how bad parking would be, how shitty Central Point would look if they oh, no. expanded out into the parking area. Yeah, we don't have we don't have a large stadium or a large uh, or no. a large like expo park area. Yeah, it's it's the the expo, the um, the armory, and um. I mean, those are really the two. The, <laughs> those are, those are like the event centers of the area. Like that's where most of the events end up happening. Yeah, our town is kind of a nothing burger. It's they're they're trying to expand it. They're trying to make it into like a big city, but I I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, same old, same old me. Uh, I mean, I have a new car. I don't know if I ever said that. You didn't on the last one. I didn't. I was did, I get, like, did I get the kinda, new car? We oh yeah, because the week we missed the yeah. podcast was when I actually got my new car. That's yep. right. We talked about so, yeah, we've going had, the lake, but I think you you might have mentioned. I don't know. We might have in the ninth episode said something about it because I know we talked about how busy we were, but. Um, and I bought the car using all that sweet podcast money. Thanks, guys. That we no. get absolutely none. No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We don't get podcast loan. money. We are. We are not big enough for that. However, I have noticed we're still increasingly growing on Spotify. Woo! Super, super happy with our audience in general, but our Spotify audience is just trying to take us to the moon. Yeah, hell yeah. Thank you. We're at 300 starts, 260 full streams, 21 regular listeners just on Spotify alone. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And none of the sites show stats for things like Player FM or uh, anything like that. Because the RSS was showing Player FM for a little bit. Yeah. Mm, I not that I don't I know could if it tell. still is, but it was at one point. Maybe I'm reading. It could be I'm reading. Uh, but yeah, I've been I've been kind of keeping up at least on Spotify, just because I know that's like the biggest platform that we're on. Um, still having issues with Apple Podcasts, so still nothing on the Apple end. Sorry, we need to sit Apple down users. one day and just get it figured out. <laughs> Sorry, Apple users. I've well, I've tried like four different times. I've gone on and like tried to troubleshoot, and every time it just no matter what I do, it's like you still need to verify your account. And I look through all the steps that are required like, bah, to verify the account, and I've done all of those things multiple times. I'm like, I I don't know what to tell you at this point. Can't Apple be like for Apple support either. <laughs> That's going to take forever. Uh, well, if I can even understand them. So the yeah. The uh, the thing about Apple Podcasts, and I didn't know this because I don't have an iPhone, never owned one, is a is Apple. It comes with a podcast app that is Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that because Androids don't have their own podcast app. Even Google Podcasts doesn't come on an Android flat out. You have to download yeah, you have it. to download it separately. Uh, but I guess that's why it's so popular on iPhones. Because it comes with the podcast there, so app, and yeah. it's kind of like there, so Ease everyone's like, "Oh, I, I could, I could use a podcast." Kind of reminds you that podcasts exist, kind of. Yeah. That's fair. I don't know. They've got them on Spotify, so I can get any podcast I want on Spotify and just listen to them there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spotify. Like, pretty much every podcast I listen to is also on Spotify. So maybe I'm even really you might even maybe look into like YouTube Music or something. You'd think that would be paired with Google Cast, though, right? 
you think i think with youtube music it's usually pulling the youtube videos so you'd be able to listen to the podcast if we were actually keeping up on getting the videos on youtube but we suck <laughs> at that so yeah that's my bad <laughs> <laughs> oh all right kevin well um you want to do one first even though i know technically like you have started on the last one you want to do yours first while i find this thing sure i can do mine topic. mine might be very, mine might be like short and kind of boring so uh we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll take a look so i was browsing around today and um a really cool headline from pc gamer again uh love that site by the way like a lot of really cool art uh blip a lot of cool articles on there i've been mm-hmm. reading up on oh is it your turn to be jumbo word yeah yeah I'm jumbo <laughs> word today uh but this one was um amazon's there i mean i guess it's no news that apparently amazon has been in the gaming scene for a while like creating games mm-hmm. i didn't know that really i guess they had a game called crucible a while back that was supposed to be like competitive multiplayer um and I think it went i heard of crucible well crucible was also a mode on destiny Oh, as maybe that's mode. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, so I uh, I don't know if I recognize it from Destiny or if I do recognize it, but apparently it had a beta, and then the beta shut down, and then the game got canceled. So I don't know how that I don't know how that all turned out. I never heard of it before. I don't think. But uh, coming out this this coming August, the end of August, the August thirty first uh, is releasing amazon's mmo new world they're creating their own mmo game huh yeah i never would have thought that amazon would take that kind of a leap an mmo game is kind of it's one of those territories where you kind of have to not only are you constantly updating the game but it's one of those territories where um you have to invest a lot of time into it unless you're going to pile it up with microtransactions and they might, but here's the thing about all that is, um, it's not a subscription based game. It Hmm. is $40. You buy it once for $40 and you own the whole game. Now I don't know if there, I mean, I could imagine there'd be like DLCs and stuff, but I couldn't imagine, uh, Amazon not milking the hell out of that for only $40. The yeah. screenshots that I've seen so far, they look pretty bad <laughs> graphics-wise. I mean, they look Fortnite-level models. I mean... Fortnite's not the yeah. worst-looking game, but I just don't just like the plastic figure look. Hella cartoony. Uh, yeah, look I just like don't like that Playing a bunch look. of action figures. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not my, uh, not my taste. Uh, I understand. But I, apparently they, they intend to add, like, a new twist on the MMO genre. So, like, you know how, like, WoW and Terra Online and stuff, like, where you you run up and your character is just hacking and slashing. And then, like, you use your special abilities and then they mm-hmm. have a cooldown or whatever. Okay. I guess uh, Amazon's MMO is going to have, like, a uh, – it's like a timing-based combat. So what that says to me is it's probably going to be more of a tactful RPG Okay. Um, timing based combat that's what that's what pc gamer called it i actually haven't looked up any videos or anything but um what comes to mind is like dj used to show us this um game or used to show me this game uh our buddy dj is a really good friend by the way from high school yeah and uh he used to show me this game called uh legend of dragoon maybe some of you have heard of it apparently it's a legendary game for the ps1 
but like a lot of other RPGs out there, instead of when you when you uh, launch an attack, you have to time button presses with your attack. And that's kind of what comes to mind immediately when I think of timing-based attacks. So I kind of would think that that would be cool to incorporate in an RPG sense and kind of make it very different from some of the other big MMOs. Yeah. Um, I mean, not a whole lot info like released on the game yet, so we're still kind of waiting. But I mean, August 31st is right around the corner, so we'll see how launch day goes for them. It could be another D&D Dark Alliance. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they also have a 50 versus 50 war mode. Okay. Which is very telling and very similar to uh, Halo's, I think. Didn't we talk about Halo? Uh, Halo Infinite and their multiplayer. I think their multiplayer is going to have a 50 v 50. Uh, we didn't talk about it on the podcast. As no? far as I know. I could have swore you we mentioned it. might have mentioned it. I know you said something about Halo Infinite like a few episodes yeah, I remember back, but it was just kind of a quick it, little... But I don't remember if we talked about it 50 years. Anyway. Um, wow, speaking. Wow. Yep. Good old phone listening in right there. Uh-oh. Little Halo Infinite banner pop up as an ad on the bottom of my phone Whoa. here. On the, <laughs> literally as we're talking about it. <laughs> oh boy, that doesn't make you happy at all. My uh, my father got uh, upset today because he had to give Google his birthday <laughs> in order to I log love in. Your dad, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Oh, now they have my birthday, so that's how they get you, huh?" And I was like, "It's public record. Like they can yeah, just look up like, your name." <laughs> he was like, "He was like, oh, it knows it knows what age I am." I go, "Dad, that's just math." <laughs> And then he started talking to me about how, like, because there are those tricks online you read about where it's like, add 52, now minus 3, now add 100 and something, now minus, like, the month that you were born or something like that. Yeah. And, like, it all adds up to whatever your birthday is. And he was like, he's like, I was just tripping on that. That was just so, such cool math. Anyway. That, well, a, my dad. a lot of those are for like people that are fishing for information they'll purposely put stuff like that in there because they can they can start gleaning information out of you by answering those questions yeah human engineering <laughs> yeah um so anyway a 50 versus 50 war mode in their uh mmo what's what's funny to me is they're going for a 50 versus 50 war mode and it's an mmo but not a battle royale I would have thought that if anything, Amazon would have jumped onto the Battle Royale bandwagon. Because, I mean, it's just, I mean, at this point, Battle Royale is like a staple in the gaming universe now. I mean, before it was insanely new. Um, I, I don't even remember when Fortnite came out. Like, I can't, like, pinpoint the day it came out. But I do remember when Battle Royale started kind of getting pretty big. Yeah. And that was right around when Apex released. Like right around when Apex came out and Black Ops 4. It was like PUBG did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and PUBG nobody, first. Like, That's right. Nobody there was gave a, a damn. There were some people that played it, but not nearly as many. And then Fortnite went and dropped it. Like PUBG was paid. And Fortnite was like, here's a free battle royale for everybody. And they made a shit ton of microtransactions. That's right. The, the company Fortnite that was the made, first free one. Yeah. They made the, like the company that made PUBG like had a full out lawsuit on Fortnite because they were like, you literally took our game, made it cartoony and then fucking made it free and made a killing on microtransactions. Yeah, did you hear about that lawsuit? Yeah. It yeah. was a, sounded like a clear win for um, Fortnite. But it was held in, I can't remember where the court case was held. It was like in Finland or something or in, uh, I'm not sure. it was held in one of the, um, 
the hosted countries for mm-hmm. PUBG, I think. Uh, and I think it was like their home turf too. Yeah. So they knew the law pretty well. I don't know if Fortnite ever had to pay a settlement out of that or not. I yeah, I didn't really follow it any. I just knew that there was a big lawsuit happening because the the company that made PUBG was pissed that the like Fortnite got way more popular way quicker. I mean, the easy way to <laughs> fix that is just make PUBG free. Yeah. They did at one point. Like they did? it was oh, wow. I don't know if PUBG the company itself did like the company that made PUBG itself did or if it was just it ended up being a free game on PSN at one point. But I think, oh it was free it, on PSN. It was there was a point where I was able to get it for free. <laughs> yeah, that was just a PlayStation Plus thing, I think. Gotcha. But I mean you well cuz they talked about like um, cuz a lot of companies talk about making their games free to bolster just getting the game out there and getting people to try it because once you get people into the game, then you can add the second secondary transactions. Then they'll start buying them if they enjoy the game. Yep. And so they talked about making uh, what's the Fallout game you love that nobody else likes? Oh, seventy six. I Is only it like it. Like I only enjoy playing it with other people. That's the shitty part. It's like nobody <laughs> else likes it at all. You're like somebody but it's playing only with fun me. for me with other people. So I'm like. I play, I'll play like, I'll try to go back to it and I'll play for like 20 minutes and I'm like, I'm bored. I'm literally just doing the same thing over and over again because no one actually wants to play with Like if somebody played with me, we could do so many cool things, but it's just me and it's, it's not the same because there's not NPCs to interact with. So there's not a bunch of different stuff you can do. It's literally Uh, just like, there's like daily missions, hourly, like, you know, you remember the raid mission or not raid mission, but like the, um, in destiny, there were like the little like big missions that would pop up in the free roam. Yeah. Yep. They have like those that'll pop up. Um, and then, uh, there's like, there is like a campaign kind of thing, but it doesn't really give you any waypoints. You just kind of have to find it as you discover the map. Mm. And so you don't really know where to go or what to do to complete it and so you kind of end up wandering aimlessly trying to find new places and hoping that you're going to find something that connects you to the story damn. and so it's kind of story like, eh. yeah 76 damn <laughs> yeah you're you're kind of following you're following the uh the overseer of the vault that you were in oh, okay because they like left and then the vault opened and you're like okay what happened to the overseer she was kind of in charge <laughs> what the fuck do i do <laughs> Yeah, that I hear it was a shame what happened to seventy six. Uh, a, a lot of the the general consensus at the time was that they need to make seventy six for free, uh, free free to play, and then add the transactions later for just updates and content and whatever else. That probably would have been really good. I mean, I would have given it a shot, but how much was it? It was like I'm pretty sure it was like regular Fallout price. I'm pretty sure it was like a sixty dollar game initially. Eesh, yeah. I mean, I, I've never played it, so I can't speak for whoever has. But from what I heard, it wasn't worth the sixty bucks. I never actually bought it. I I, uh, <laughs> I game shared with River, and I played it oh, through River. <laughs> oh, so River has it, but yeah. he never got on it. Huh? He well, he would play with me for a little while. 
Um, and then he kind of got bored of it too. But we also like when I was playing with River, it was always just us breaking the game. We'd find the the dumb glitches, like the we'd find the glitched traps that didn't actually deactivate when you deactivated them. So you just sit there spamming the deactivate button, just rack up experience and gain like a shit ton of grenades and shit. That's interesting. And so it was like it was like oh yeah cool, but also. I have limited amount of space for everything. Did you hear that? Hear what? Was there a screech? The screech, and it was like a loud boom. Uh, I'm going to go with car door slam and one of the neighbor kids screaming. Uh, that, I don't know. It was like a reverberating like to... boom. That kind of felt weird. Oh, Anyway, I'm sorry. Whoa. You didn't hear that. I heard that. What was that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Days over here okay. freaking out because my house is yeah, probably haunted. Holy moly. <laughs> okay. Woo. <laughs> 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 uh, sorry. Well, my house is probably haunted. You know, that's probably it, but whatever. Don't say that. Um, <laughs> it's an old house. <laughs> oh boy, Kevin. Um, scaring me. Uh, uh, what was I talking about, fun. man? Fallout. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it's hard to bore River. When that, oh, ki- when that well. man gets into a game, he gets into a game. Well, that was when the only thing that was really entertaining with it was finding ways to break it. It gets boring quickly. Oh, shit. Because you just end up doing the same broken Damn, shit over Kevin, and over again. that was some shade you just threw at 76, but well-deserved shade. <laughs> Look, I, I enjoyed playing 76 because I thought it would be cool to, like... Like, I really wanted to do that Wasteland Jesus idea that I mentioned a few episodes ago, where That's I just, cool. like, amassed a bunch of, like, water and, non like, non-perishable foods and shit and would just wander the wastelands talking to people over the world chat and giving <laughs> them food and water while playing as a character that was designed to look like Jesus in a tuxedo. I thought that would have been badass. Unfortunately, I could never get to a high enough level to actually make it a something I could actually do. So, <laughs> um, I mean, so that I mean, not to go off on the Fallout seventy six entirely. I mean, we'll come back, but nah. uh, it was that's that's kind of the game that I feel like Fallout seventy six really was is a game for people like you um, or others who like to create a role and then just kind of like role play in that world and yep. like make it your own kind of like an mmo back in the day <laughs> that's yeah. how mmos ran man yep. like nowadays it's all about competitive and reaching levels and yep. selling and buying and getting rich and shit like that that, it kind that of always was, was but back in the day back in the day mmos were about like getting together with people like you either role played and you did something for fun and it was just a virtual Um, world that you just hung out in the whole competitiveness of everybody nowadays and the constant fighting and blah 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 is exactly why i needed to be a high level to be able to pull off the wasteland jesus thing because there absolutely would have been people who are like shut up you're annoying and tried to kill me because pvp is completely enabled in that game right now if you don't attack back then the damage that you take is severely decreased however if they're a high enough level above me with a powerful enough weapon that doesn't matter they're gonna kill me if i'm low enough level so i needed to be a high level to be able to you know stay alive (laughs) if somebody decided to do that because otherwise i was dying and my shit was getting raided (laughs) um so that was like i 
Yeah, that was one of those, like, I absolutely would have loved to have been able to do that because I feel like that would have been entertaining. But at this point, it's died enough that there's not anybody ever on to actually do that with, to actually be Wasteland Jesus. And I get bored too quickly to actually, like, level up enough because I just run into dead ends and... You have to wait for somebody else to spawn in for enemies to respawn. And if they still haven't fixed the glitch, which honestly, I doubt they even continued very much maintenance on anything 76 uh, when it kind of died out. But there was a glitch for a very long time where if you were in an area and somebody spawned into that area that had not been in that area, the enemies would respawn, but they would not be visible to you. Oh my God, for real? So they would attack you and you couldn't attack them because for you, they didn't exist. <laughs> That's awful. But they would deal damage to you because they did exist in the coding. So I would get gang raped by super mutants because somebody spawned into the area that hadn't been in the area recently. And <laughs> it reset terrible. the enemies for them. Man, it was such a game with, with such high like ambitions. I, I honestly, I didn't expect a lot from it because they, in my opinion, they completely and utterly failed with ESO. I thought ESO was just tragic. Oh, Elder Scrolls Online? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they they tried, but they did not properly mm. improve. Like, they, they didn't take enough Although lessons I know, from ESO. I know ESO still has players. Yeah, I know ESO well, still has people that play. I played ESO for about an hour and got bored. Mm. Granted, I wasn't super into Skyrim or any of the Elder Scrolls games I'm not beforehand. Even, not my kind of game. Now, before anyone gets too mad, yes, I recognize 100% same creator, same concept. It's literally medieval Fallout. I know. I just didn't like it. I wasn't about it. Yeah, I wasn't a fan either. <laughs> I played Oblivion a little bit, but even Oblivion I just couldn't get into. So, Maybe I was too young. I don't yeah. know. I played Skyrim... I, I never made it very far in Skyrim because I got bored. I played ESO. I played for about an hour and then I went, yep, this is not any less boring than Skyrim was. I'm over it. Hmm. And I went back to playing Fallout because I love Fallout. <laughs> and again, yes, I recognize different time frame, same game, but... <laughs> I don't know. Something about the Fallout storyline is just so much more fun. And also, the music. You don't have a radio in medieval times. I can't take music with me. But the, the like, 60s jazz music, swing music, 50s, 60s swing music playing while I'm fighting mutated animals. Hell yeah. Oh, so cool. <laughs> swaggy. Um, <laughs> I could I could sing you just about every song on the New Vegas soundtrack. Um, but back on topic, Amazon, their MMO. <laughs> Amazon MMO, back to yeah, 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 yeah. back back there. So like anyway, big that's, old so stage hook. It'd be cool for Amazon. It'd be cool for Amazon. I mean, they have enough money, but yeah, I mean, whatever. If they make a good game, they make a good game. Time has shown that they can't really make a game at all. <laughs> Uh, they have tried. Yeah, so they've tried times. and it hasn't really worked. So I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of hopeful for it. I'll check it out. Maybe if like 
the people that watch me stream want to see me play it, I might buy it. That's the tough part. You have to buy it, you know? <laughs> That's the worst part. And uh, from what I read, there's no announcement for a beta yet, I don't think. Or at least there's no release date for a beta. So, hmm. which could be a huge mistake on their part because... Yeah that's really important for an MMO is to give the players a feel for the servers, how the game's going to play, how interacting with the players is. That's all huge hands-on stuff they need to know. It's possible that they may be, because it's Amazon, purposely only doing it with employees, so it's not going to be a public beta. It's going to be a private beta that's only employees. That Um, would suck. I'd be pissed. That would suck. I mean, at least they'd do something good for their employees, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Something. <laughs> sorry, well, not sorry, Amazon, but yeah, I only ever hear how horribly Amazon treats their employees. So, <laughs> I've heard a mixed bag, but then again, that mixed bag also comes from like it's always just two extreme ends of the spectrum that I hear those things from. You know, I actually have never heard anything good about being an, empl- an Amazon employee. <laughs> no, I, I've heard <laughs> some people have said that like they like the job because it, well, I've heard all bad things about being a driver for sure. Yeah. Uh, but the fulfillment center warehouse workers, I hear, uh, they don't absolutely hate their jobs, but they did all go on strike. So maybe the ones that we're hearing from are the ones who, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're the new guys. Um, so that's kind of what I had for my first topic there was just, uh, Amazon's new MMO that they announced. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm hopeful for it. I, I'll take a new good game, you know, I'll take an MMO that I could play with my buds. Like yeah, even if I can from get Amazon. everybody into an MMO, like, I know, I know it has to be Amazon. Like <laughs> even from Amazon, we'll take a good game if it's a good right. game. <laughs> that's right, Kevin. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so a lot of MMOs just don't cut it. Yeah. yeah. All right, Curve. What you got for your all right? First I don't bad know if you've here. heard about this or not, but I'm gonna go in a direction that's gonna make one, at least one of our listeners very happy that I'm going this direction. It's an upcoming uh, announced Yu-Gi-Oh card that'll be. It's in the OCG and it's gonna be coming to TCG sometime in one of the next packs that comes out. Hello, I don't Christian. remember which one. Yep, that's exactly. <laughs> who. Um, it's a support for Magic Cylinder. Huh? So they... That's weird. Yeah, like, the trap card, Magic Cylinder, you know, redirect the attack back at the opponent's life points, Magic Cylinder. The card that Yugi did not use correctly in the show. Yeah. Uh, this is called Reloaded Cylinder. And its effect... Is it's a two-parter. You got you do one of two things, or I think you actually, yeah. It's so it's like two separate two separate effects. It's one of those like this is the initial activation, and then later you can do this if you want to. Uh, so the initial effect is set one magic cylinder directly from your deck or graveyard, and if it was set from the deck, it can be activated this turn. You can set it from the deck. Yep. What? Now, the second bit is when you activate Magic Cylinder, you can banish this card from your graveyard and double the damage inflicted to your opponent by its effect. Oh! You can only use this effect to reloaded cylinder once per turn. Yeesh. I'm going to tell you right now, if that doesn't get limited or banned on the first ban list that comes out after it comes out, Magic Cylinder will. 
Yeah. Because, dude. <laughs> everyone, when that comes out, everyone's going to be running that and Magic Cylinder, without a doubt. <laughs> For anyone, so, oh my gosh, so many of you. Yeah. So, any of everyone that doesn't know, which is quite a few of you, we... Uh, had a group that we actually played Yu-Gi-Oh! in for a long time. A good yeah. at least two and a half years, Every maybe more. Every Friday three. for years. I mean, we got together, and it was it was really fun at first, just super casual. And it was still fun. All the way to the end, it was fun. It was still fun at the end. It um, just kind of got annoying when a couple of the people that were a part of it stopped playing to have fun with everybody and started purposely building OP meta builds to, to win every just time. to always yeah. win. And then it kind of got annoying because it was like, okay, yeah, like, I didn't, didn't enjoy that part very much. Like that was part of the reason why I put my monarchs away most of the time was because I didn't want to just always steamroll everybody. I want to have fun. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, sure. I can play monarchs and I can take all five of you at once because before certain things happened, I was actually able to do that very well. <laughs> that deck was impressive before it saw some changes from the band. Oh, list. I remember. Um, and then before they started coming out with stuff that was specifically targeted to be uh, a bane in yeah, the monarch's existence. Bane. <laughs> once they once they brought out the DD stuff, the DD DDD whatever crap that Christian had, that kind of. You had to side deck some specific shit just to be able to beat that if you were running Monarchs because it was basically yeah. geared to counteract Monarchs specifically. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't do well against a lot of other things, but Monarchs shut them down like that. And you were like, really, bro? <laughs> of course Christian ran them, right? <laughs> he hated my Monarchs because they beat his blue eyes every time. <laughs> so long story short, um, yeah. we are pretty hardcore fans of Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, most recently, I am out of the Yu-Gi-Oh game. Yeah, we've been we've been playing Magic the Gathering. Yeah, we got into Magic. Um and anyway, Magic Cylinder is a card. Um uh, it just reads it, it's a classic card from the TV show. So mm -hmm. when the TV show first hit the United States, it was a card that came out um and uh everybody loved it. It was a really cool card when uh, an opponent attacks you with a monster, the monster has like a thousand attack and they attack you directly to take you out the game. You can flip that card over, and that card will take the attack, and instead of dealing damage to you, it deals it directly to the opponent. Not the opponent's monster or anything like that, but directly to the opponent. Um, so it's like a really flip flip over, like, gotcha moment. Um, and I remember there were quite a few duels where that actually... We won games from using Magic Cylinder. We would just flip it over and be like, you dead. Yep. Well, if you made the mistake of not, of ignoring the back row of your opponent when uh, you had a low amount of life points as well as your opponent, you thought that you could just bash right through them with your big-ass blue eyes or whatever hefty monster you had, and it turns out that you had less life points than that monster had attack, yeah, Sometimes it happened where you went, ah, I'm going to kill your thing with my, you know, 3,500 attack monster. And instead what happened was, was they flipped over a magic cylinder because they had a back row that you ignored and you took that and you lost. <laughs> what, what kind of card is reloaded cylinder? It's a trap card, normal trap card. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, well that's less good. I was going to say if it was like a quick play spell. That'd be insanely good, but quick play spell, yeah, just because it's a higher spell speed. But but I mean, since it's a yeah, since it's a normal trap card, it's a little lower on there. So like, if you're not careful, you can't use it at a certain point in the stack. That's a more complex rule in Yu-Gi-Oh that not a lot of people are gonna 
Yeah, and a lot of the more advanced decks have like a million ways and a half to get rid yeah. of like any card that's sitting in your back row. Yeah. Again, why I stopped playing Yu-Gi-Oh. But Just even still, I mean, that whole banish it and double the damage is like. Phew. Yeah, that part. That part is the one that hurts. Because uh, I'm gonna say right now. There are a lot of cards that get pretty beefy in the in Yu-Gi-Oh nowadays. You can have some serious attack points behind a lot of different monsters because of how things buff each other on the field and yeah. Jesus is all I have to say if you can <laughs> double that back cuz you so you start with 8000 life points. Every match you have 8000 life points. And there are monsters that can easily, like, first turn because of their buffs, they can easily be 3,500 to 4,000 attack if you, you know, your cards are getting played right. 4,000 attack? One magic cylinder? If you can't negate the magic cylinder or the, uh, or reloaded the cylinder, cylinder, graveyard reloaded effect. cylinder's graveyard effect... You're, you're dead. <laughs> you're gone, bro. You're out the game, bro. Like, see you next time. Yeah, like that's that's a that's an OTK right there. <laughs> hate to see it happen. <laughs> like I'd love to do it to somebody, but I'd hate to see it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hate but to I'm, see it. I'm that kind of dick, you know, special kind of dick. Wow, so that's cool. I did not expect you to pull out a Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, I know, right? For a topic, <laughs> we haven't really talked much about Yu-Gi-Oh, and so that was that was. I was like, I saw the YouTube video pop up like yesterday, and I was like, "What is this?" And I started listening to. It, I was like, "Bro, that's cracked." Like, if that doesn't get negated, you're fucked. It's so funny <laughs> that they would release support for a Magic Cylinder for What's, a trap card that so has never really had support. It's been in the OCG. This card? Yeah. Oh, for a long time. It's currently time. in the OCG, and it's unlimited in the OCG. OCG is... Okay, so, yeah, so anyone that doesn't play Yu-Gi-Oh is going to be like, what the yeah, fuck OCG, are they talking TCG, about? TCG is the format that the US uses. Trading it's just card like the, game. Yeah, it's just the... And then OCG is for like... I don't know what OCG stands for. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure Ocean what the card game. I don't know. I don't know, but that's what like Japan, China, other countries yeah. utilize for their tournament formats. It's the U.S. is once again special. Same thing with the measuring system. We've got our own tournament system for the Yu-Gi-Oh card game. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so certain cards are released uh, in the OCG. I mean, they all released in the OCG first because that's where they're created. Yep. Uh, then they co. Then the TCG looks over those cards and they determine whether or not the game here is ready for those said cards i don't know why they're different to begin with tell you the truth i don't either it doesn't make sense to me sounds like a marketing play by konami or Probably. by like whoever dictates tcg trading card games i don't know yeah i'm not sure if konami's over that or if it's a separate entity or if it's like specifically a u.s governmental re regulation thing or something i don't know um, i don't even know because tcg is for i mean I that's feel like government regulation would be a bit much for rules for your card that's game, what but i would think too but you never, <laughs> you know. never know i mean they like to overstep yeah, uncle sam reach. likes to take a cut of everything so <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah, that's what TCG OCG means. So when Kevin says it's been in the OCG for a while, typically these cards have been out for a long time in Japan. They just never really come to the U.S. very quickly. Uh, so that's interesting. I never would have expected them to release support for a trap card like that. 
At least I, not a very old trap card. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected it either. I'm honestly, I kind of, I didn't look into when it entered the, oh, here we go. Uh, it's been, oh, it's been in the OCG for, it just released in the OCG. Oh, it did. Okay. Literally July 17th. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's <laughs> like still brand new. It's It's been less than a week. <laughs> wow. Okay. So yeah. Woo. So, yeah, but it was confirmed that it is absolutely 100% coming out in one of the upcoming sets. I don't remember which one it was, but Crazy. it is. Yeah, I haven't kept up on Yu-Gi-Oh! sets yeah. in a long time. Yeah, I haven't really been, uh, haven't been keeping up on it either. Some days I really miss it. Some days I really miss playing Yu-Gi-Oh! But then I think about just having to buy cards and go through making a deck and spending the money and... Yeah, that was. I mean, I ended up it. stopping because I wasn't gonna. I stopped spending money on cards, yeah, and that's too. when everybody passed me. Like, me too, I just yeah. didn't I, get the new shit, so I didn't have like nothing yep. was good. And I, was I didn't want to like, pay right. anymore. I was like, it costs a lot of money. It's yeah. a lot of money to build decks. Yeah, the only thing, the only thing that was actually like good about having my enormous old collection was all of those cards that they weren't re-releasing that suddenly were useful because of the new stuff that had come out. People wanted. So I could generally get a good handful of the new stuff that I wanted off of people with the old stuff that I had, <laughs> but I couldn't get all of it. <laughs> yeah. You were a trading gold mine, mm -hmm. especially when it came to like just basics. Yep. It was like, I God, I need a so many. fucking monster reborn, man. Cause it like, came off the ban list after yo. 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> I need a monster reborn me with like two dozen of them. 80 million. Sup. You're like, I kept my arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were banned forever and I didn't care. I put them into the, into the band binder. Yeah. If, uh, if you've never seen or played Yu-Gi-Oh, take a look. It's actually yeah. pretty fun. I don't know about investing in it as a card game. Yeah. Magic seems to be more of the way to go because it seems more balanced and more... Oh. Well, I don't know about balanced, but it so, definitely seems more regulated, if you, more observed. If you get into Magic, I highly, highly, highly suggest that you play EDH or Commander. If you play yeah, Standard, you don't like... If you play standard, just play pickup games with friends because you will spend way too much money if you get seriously into standard outside of that because technically, technically, standard rules only allow you to utilize the two newest release sets in tournament rules. That's whack. Yeah. That's whack. So you have to spend more money every time a new set comes out and they come out with a new set like every three months. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, hey, if you're looking, I mean, card games are a great way to spend some time with your friends and hey, yeah. like you would be really surprised at the number of people we sat down with or like they were hanging out with us. We were playing Yu-Gi-Oh and then they sat down. They wanted to learn how to play. We show them and then it's just a good time. It's one of those things you show somebody how to do. They get into it. They start buying their own cards. They bring mm -hmm. their own deck, and they're like, I have my own deck. Come on, somebody play me, you know? Yep. It's one of those really cool bonding things you can do with your friends. So I think it's. I think you all should, you know, if you haven't, at least give it a try. Maybe talk to somebody with some old cards or, you know, buy a $10 starter deck or something. It's really easy. Um, yeah, that is. Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh!, that is what's really nice with Yu-Gi-Oh! is that their starter decks are only generally 10 bucks a pop. Granted, yeah, they're not very good, but they'll at least get you started, and then yeah. you can start upgrading from there. My Magic one was 40 I think. Yeah, those ones are actually... They can contend a little bit, though. Uh, I won. 
Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, the, I won. you got the blue-green, didn't you? Uh, No, blue-red. Oh, you got the blue-red, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, the yeah. blue-green is pretty freaking correct. The blue-red, mine went off pretty heavily at uh, our Magic Night. It went off really well. Hell I looked yeah. at Matthew, started the game, I put a land down, and I looked at him, and I said, you should kill me now while you have the chance, Matthew. And that's hilarious, because I, I usually, I'm usually like not a threat <laughs> at all in our group. At all. And so he, of course, thought you were giving him shit. Yeah, and so he started laughing. We all just started chuckling it up. And then... uh And then you won. I won. <laughs> I took him out of the game. And I was like, That's what did awesome. I tell you, boy? <laughs> That's like, do you still have that clip of the Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament that we did over at Christian? It's somewhere on where, one like, of my drives, yes. I straight up looked Christian in the eyes and I was like, Christian, if you don't kill me on this turn, you lose. <laughs> and he yeah. didn't do it, and then I beat him. I still have all of those, I think. That was a fun... <laughs> That was a fun thing we did. I did it to him twice. That was the shittiest part. I did it to him twice. Both times I was like, if you can't kill me in this turn, you will lose. <laughs> and That's both some... times he did. <laughs> both times he lost. That is some like, <laughs> psychic torture, Kevin. Uh, hey, at least I lived up to my word. That's true. At least you followed through. <laughs> <laughs> at least it wasn't empty you weren't you know, lying and manipulating it wasn't, your opponent yeah it wasn't like a bluff or manipulation i straight up was like look I'm, this is me giving you a heads up if you don't beat me right now you lose <laughs> but yeah so yeah that was um that was my my uh bit was just that new that new reloaded cylinder wow so that's pretty um that's pretty shocking. So good. That yeah. was a good one. That would surprise me. Yeah. I think that there was genuine shock on my face. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Definitely looked like it. Um, let's see. What oh, else you got for us? I do have one. Um, but I did want to say too. I was thinking about this the other day, and we've we've had it suggested a couple of times. Uh, who is the one that? kept giving us feedback on our episodes i'm so sorry that was elliot elliot thank you god i wanted to say josh but that was just the the most recent one that i read yep um elliot one at one point suggested we do a full episode on D D, and i think that would be really really cool okay. i think that that would be cool for us to i mean we don't have to in the next one or the one after or whatever we can play by ear but you you know i can go on about D &D easily so me too and i think any episode that you want to do a full D &D episode just tell me and i'll be ready for it yeah i think it'd be cool to kind of go through like (laughs) here's what D &D is here's how you start you know here's a way to get started and just kind of show people like doesn't that That'd sound be fun? a really good one? Like a, That's a what I was basic thinking. basic understanding of D and D kind yeah, of episode. Get, That'd get, be kind of cool. Get this. I have a name for it already in my head. All right. The D and D school of thought. Okay. Okay. Something like that. I don't know, but I think it would be cool because obviously it's a topic that intrigues a lot of people. I think, and mm-hmm. they just don't know where to start. Yeah. And there's, of course, YouTube videos out there and stuff. But yeah. hey, if you're just casually listening to a no. podcast, you might as well, right? Now I will say, once you've played in your first like couple of one shots or your first campaign definitely go give the crap guide to D D. oh my god you give those a listen after you've played like before you've played it's kind of like yeah, eh, whatever you're gonna kind of once be you've out. played and you're kind of familiar slightly with what's going on yes. then go listen to those you will laugh your ass off without a doubt <laughs> i love those videos <laughs> he's so funny it's made by joe crap yeah uh, is his name on youtube uh anyway so on to the next topic i just thought that was cool or an idea to mention. Um, yeah. So, uh, this has kind of been everywhere on the internet right now. I don't know if you've noticed it. 
Um, certainly, it's been on a lot of gaming articles and a lot of uh, gaming uh, announcements on Facebook and from IGN and stuff like that. And they call it the new contender for the Switch. Uh, it is Steam's portable console, the Steam Deck. Oh. They have officially announced it. It was up for pre-order last Monday, I think. On hmm. Monday, I think it was up for pre-order. Um, Interesting. So... Uh, let me read you the pricing for this Steam Deck, okay? Oh boy. This is a, yeah. Uh sorry, I'm gonna just now pull it up. I didn't really think of pulling up the pricing, but Okay, here we go. So there are three different versions. And this is I'll explain to you why I find some of these stupid. Okay. But the the first and the cheapest version is a Steam Deck for three ninety nine ninety nine. That's on par with a console, a home console like a PS five. Okay. Okay. But it's got sixty four gigs of storage. Okay. It's not. Fun a lot. fact: you could fit one game on there. Yep. Maybe. Like, that's not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second version five twenty nine ninety nine. For 256 gigabytes and 649.99 for 512 gigabytes. So you can have half a terabyte for almost $700. Almost double the price of the first model. So the their big their big shtick with this whole thing, okay? Now the hardware, I could tell you about the hardware. I could tell you about the the specs. It's going to be a powerful console. It really mm-hmm. is. I mean, it's using Ryzen second gen chips, Zen two plus, which is Ryzen three thousand okay. chips, which are just last gen. They're great chips. They run okay. really well. Okay, um, for anyone that doesn't know, those chips are just really popular, really consumer friendly, great chips, uh, processor chips. B. Yeah. The Steam Deck itself is shaped almost exactly like a Switch. Screen in the middle, two controllers on the side. The controllers uh, fit kind of like a. Eh, they fit kind of like a switch, except the deep. There's two D pads on both sides that kind of go to the side of your thumbs up above instead of down below. Okay. And they also have these squares right underneath the sticks that you use as mouse pads, which is pretty cool because it's a portable portable computer. Mm. Um. So the whole shtick, the whole shtick with these things is that they're they're portable computers essentially. Like, I mean, they run Steam. Okay. Uh. Now, here's my my two cents, okay? My gripe is I don't understand why companies nowadays are, like, they're skimping so hard on storage. Yep. Storage nowadays, especially with SSDs being the way they are, why are they, like, I get portable consoles, maybe you can only fit an SSD in there, but dude, they are not that expensive, no. To put a large SSD, you could fit a terabyte in there. You buy, you buy a, I mean, let's just say you bought the base model for three ninety nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. and let's say they add an expansion slot. You buy a terabyte SSD for that thing for one hundred and seventy bucks, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's the second model up already, and it has twice the storage. Yep. So I really don't understand companies that do this thing where they skimp you on the storage. PlayStation got over it. Xbox yeah. got over it. I mean, they're shipping their yeah. consoles out with a terabyte now. You see, especially when most people aren't going to buy the 
that company's brand external storage. Yeah. As long as a normal external storage is compatible, they're just going to pick one, a Western Digital little passport up. I mean, maybe that's the idea with Steam. Maybe they're like, oh, they'll just buy an external storage device. It's easy. Buy the three ninety nine. buy the external storage, just like you said, Danny. But then what's the point of making the higher models twice the price for the internal storage? I don't understand that. Yeah. That's one thing I'll never understand. It's not really something I've seen people talk about for some reason on this thing. Everyone's really hyped for it. They call it the Switch Killer um, because I guess portable gaming is really huge right now. And that's the other thing I wanted to talk to you about and ask you about is, do you, listen, man, do you think that portable gaming is the future? Yes and no. Okay. So I'll give you my thoughts really quick. My thoughts are, dude, I've got a smartphone that can play just about any game I throw at it. I mean, granted, it's not a PC, so I can't play any game. But I mean, if I download the right emulator, the right ROM, or Mm -hmm. I find a really high quality mobile game like raid shadow legends this is our sponsor ad for no just kidding just kidding i had you all there i do play raid though <laughs> he does legitimately play I raid, do play raid. <laughs> hey uh raid uh, anyway um, no, we don't need so if we wanted like really. a really no if we wanted a really high quality game on my phone it could easily play that you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i don't think about that I don't walk around with this thing in my pocket going, oh, man, I really – I'm going to pull out this thing and start gaming hardcore on it. I'm going to play some Black Ops while I'm walking down the street or while I'm at my at my buddy's house and I'm laying down on the ground. Most of the time, I'm doing something else. Yeah. And so for me, portable gaming is something more so – I mean maybe for children, I guess. You get a kid, something like that, and they're in the car you know, on a trip or something like that and they're playing. But for a computer – for like for for competitive gaming, I mean this these this Steam Deck can run anything. It, it's going to be able to run like Warzone, uh, Apex, the works. You know what I mean? And that's the problem I have with it is they're putting these chips into portable gaming, and I don't understand why. And maybe you can maybe you can shine some light for me, um, but I just don't get it. You know, I think. It's kind of hard, honestly, to fully grasp it for me personally, because like most people that I think of like playing, like I understand a lot of people are like, oh, you know, we just we all get together, we game, so like it's easy to take a portable gaming console over to your friend's house than having to pack up all those cords and blah blah blah. But outside of that, mm-hmm. I really don't see much of the charm in the portable gaming. Like I'm. I'll play games on my phone all the time, but I play like time waster games. Like I'm not competitive gaming and like time waster games don't, they don't take a ton of storage. They don't take a ton of power to play them properly because generally they're just like, it's like bejeweled flow solitaire shit like that right, like right. these are simple little They're like just fun games for you to pass click, like slide around yeah you like, got 20 minutes to kill yeah like i'm up, sitting in the airport you know. waiting and i don't yeah. feel like i don't feel like you know booting up you know using up all of my phone battery to watch a tv show while i wait for my flight let me just play a puzzle game yeah uh, like that's that's the kind of portable gaming that I'm like interested in. If I'm going to play like a game game, I want to sit down. I want to like I don't want to be up and about. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, 
granted, man, like the technological strides and progress for us to make to make this a reality. This was like this is something that if you Googled back in two thousand like eight, mm-hmm. this was like one of those things where it would show like an alien spaceship in a YouTube video and be like, This is the PS seven, you know, it's portable, you know? Yeah. Like that would be some kind of shit they'd show this. So yeah. the fact that this exists is huge in its own right. Because yeah. it means our hardware has gotten smaller and small enough and powerful enough to be portable. And I don't know if you know this yeah. or if anyone listening knows this, but when you buy a gaming laptop mm-hmm. and let's say you have a, uh, let's just go with you. Let's say you have your uh, Intel 9600, right? Mm-hmm. In your computer, that's your desktop processor. And then you buy a laptop that has an Intel 9600 processor in the laptop. That 9600 processor in the laptop will perform about as well as about three generations old of your desktop one. Wow. Yes, so they call it a current gen processor, but the performance is nowhere near uh, par with the desktop variant. And so the fact that a mobile chip is going to be able to do this mm-hmm. is huge, right? It's yeah. a big deal. That's why I, that's why I think people are excited for it. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see the appeal as a consumer item, as a casual consumer. Maybe. F- Again, I just can't think of a situation you would want to pull this thing out that you wouldn't already have a PC on. I mean, we're living in a PC-choked time right now, but... I will say, uh, one like one instance where it would is if we had... Have you... How much Parks and Rec have you seen? Hardly none. Oh, jeez. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny. It's good. I know. I know. Chris Pratt, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris Pratt. Yeah, his early days. I love Chris Pratt. He's um, a great guy. So anyway, there's a, a point. This is for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's so old now. I'm not even going to bother with trying to spare you. There's a big spoiler if you haven't seen it and want to see it. So just skip forward like, I don't know, five. I don't know. Yeah, I can't skip do that. Skip forward so a little bit. We'll figure it me. out. <laughs> uh, but it's it's so far it's so far old that if you haven't seen it, you don't want to. So I'm not really spoiling anything for you. Uh, Parks and Rec, it's towards the end of the series. There's a point where, um, a company, uh, comes into Pawnee and ends up setting up a deal with the city government that gets Wi-Fi put in all across the town. Free Wi-Fi. Provided by them. Granted, yes, they're... That sounds amazing. <laughs> they're data mining, so that's where all that's where oh, they get all their money amazing. from. So it's like it's collecting all of your data and sending it off to advertisers, Whoops. blah, blah, blah. Um, but outside of the data mining, ignoring that bit, just focusing on... Which is, is the only way that a company's going to give free Wi-Fi. I, I promise you that. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, it's not free. Town-wide free Wi-Fi mm-hmm. is the only situation that I foresee mobile gaming like that actually being something worthwhile i think you're 100 percent right i 100 percent agree with you because at you- that point then you can go anywhere you don't have to worry about oh you know do i have enough like if i have limited data do i have the data to do it i know most people have unlimited data at this point but if you don't let's say you don't because i don't because well i'm not in charge of my phone plan at the moment uh <laughs> outed <laughs> um, i will be once my freaking s10 plus is paid off once i'm out of that contract i'm getting on something oh, there else you go. yeah um anyway uh 
if you don't have unlimited data or, you know, you have parents that restrict it on you or whatever it is, you're not going to be able to game outside of at your house where the Wi-Fi is. Yeah. Or if you're just moved out on your own and just really can't afford Wi-Fi right now, you don't have Wi-Fi unless you go to a public space. So you're not really going to be doing a lot of mobile gaming because you can't even afford to have it locally at your own house. So really the only time that any kind of deal like that's going to be a thing is, yeah, when if for some reason we end up with free public Wi-Fi. But then again, there's also all the people that are going to be against it because of all the data mining and sure, sure, da, da, yeah. da, da, da. <laughs> that comes with its own host of whole, whole different. Yeah. <laughs> problems. Uh, but that's, well, no. that's the only way I see mobile gaming actually really getting as big as everything's trying to make it out to be is if that starts to become a thing. I think you're right because I think I think what we have right now in terms of mobile gaming other than the Steam Deck obviously that's then the, so these are just up for pre-order by the way. These aren't yeah, even, they're out, not even yet. out yet. So we don't know how hot they're going to get. We don't know how well they'll actually perform. We don't know anything. So and people are putting them up on eBay already reselling them for like triple the price. So go figure. Um so again, I, okay. you don't know what this thing's going to be able to do and what it's not. Like, yeah. Just side note: I despise resellers. <sighs> yeah, don't don't do that. It's don't, not cool, guys. Don't, don't scalp. Be that way. That like people that do that, uh, they irk me. I'm not going to say what I want to say because it's a little harsh, but they irk me. <laughs> Could be controversial. Um, my existence is controversial. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Kevin. I am a there controversy. Are who definitely feel that about you. Um, I'm sure, some of my friends feel that way about me. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, like what I feel like the state is right now with portable gaming, and we'll move on after this because I I think you have a topic that you still want to share, right? Yeah, I did want to. Okay, get yeah. That. So we'll move on after this. Um. You know, and I'll, I also want to bring up, like, dude, Sony and Xbox got over the, the shitty storage situation thing, the shitty storage offering after their PS3 and Xbox 360. The PS3, dude, if you don't remember, that thing came with an 80 gigabyte model. The PlayStation 3, it had an 80 gigabyte model. Granted, games were only about 10 gigs, 12 gigs around that time. But I mean, an 80 gigabyte model for a couple of hundred dollars? When you think about it, think about how cheap hard drive storage is now. You can get a two terabyte hard drive for fifty dollars. Yep, that's what's in my PC right now. It was it was uh, fifty five. I and think. And you got an eighty gigabyte hard drive PS three for close to three hundred dollars. I think is what it was back in the day when that first came out. I so, mean, granted, there's more to it than just the storage, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, but uh, you know what I mean. So companies got over this thing with storage that for some reason Steam just took a total backpedal on, and there might be something to it that I'm totally missed. That everyone's like, well, it's because of this, dude. The doy. But, like, man. Email Steam. it. Let me know. Yeah, send us an email. <laughs> send me an angry email. But, Steam, dude, like, charging three, four hundred, $400 for a console with 64 gigs, it's going to be able to hold one, maybe two games on it. Absolutely abhorrent, I think, to 
penny pinch for storage like that. But anyway, the thing I was going to end on was this, was that right now we, I think the target audience, because we don't have that universal free Wi-Fi like you were talking about, and most people can't pay for data on portable devices like that 24-7. Yeah. The, the current market are people who go to their friends' houses and like the teenage kind of young teenager age market where you get picked up and dropped off and you're over there spending night two or three nights and you don't have anything to do or you all kind of want to get together and play something. It's- so you have that market and you have the market where you have the kids in the car who are going to drive on a trip because now there's Fortnite and a whole bunch of other games that they, those kids are playing. Sure, there's a market for that. But I would argue Nintendo's got those on lock already. Pretty much, yep. I mean, you get a Nintendo Switch, you buy a, you buy Animal Crossing for the Nintendo Switch, you pop it in, you're set for the whole car ride. Yeah. No downloading, no data, nothing. You play offline, totally easy, bam, yep. just like that. So, I don't know what I don't know what Steam's real move is with this console. I don't know what their real target demographic is. I I think Nintendo's got it on lock. People say it's the Switch killer. I really don't think so. Switch has been around long enough that it's. It's it's so prominent in those so fields. They're gonna the have switch. to they're gonna have to crack through that barrier, especially the price barrier. You can get the Switch yep. Lite for one ninety nine, yeah, and you get all of Nintendo's exclusives, which you can't get on Steam. Mm-hmm. That's that's honestly the only thing the only thing that that Steam's possibly going to have over Nintendo is game variety because right yeah. now Nintendo's just got Nintendo games and a small select few bonus non-Nintendo like games. Mm-hmm. Steam has a lot more to offer game-wise, Microsoft. but outside of that, <laughs> yeah. nada. Yeah, um, and so it's 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 a weird move, I think. It's just a weird move, and I'm not a Nintendo fanboy. I'm really not. In fact, I've actually despised Nintendo these past couple of years. They've become the slimiest company. <laughs> they really have. They've become a horrible company. I, the Switch is the last console I think I'll ever buy from them. Um, I haven't even gotten a Switch. I kind of like. I keep going back and forth. Like part of me wants to, part of me doesn't. <laughs> I'll tell you the truth, I don't. don't. <laughs> Honestly, don't. Because I bought yeah. mine out of, I think, uh, pressure from like the shortage that was happening at the time. And I yeah. think I just bought mine in a hurry. Uh-huh. And I really probably shouldn't have because I don't touch it. I'm pretty uh, happy with my PC right now. So, <laughs> yeah, you're going to be playing that a lot more. Trust me. Yeah, I've been playing just a lot of Minecraft and Diablo 2 for the most part, but still. <laughs> so, while I think that, so all in all, and uh, last, last time we'll say this one on this, all yeah. in all, I think Steam's innovation is great. I think the hardware is excellent. I think that the idea is cool, but I just don't see the market for it yet, other than the hardcore PC gamer market that they already have. Uh, which who's I guess they're gonna take it mobile, but we'll see. We'll see what people do with it. You never know. There's mods and there's creative people out there, so you never know what they'll do with the Steam Deck. So Steam Deck was a pretty big one this this past week. Mm-hmm. All right, Kev, what do you uh, got for your second topic, my man? So my second thing I wanted to talk board games because we haven't gone that direction. It was pointed out to me by. Um, one of the Oklahomies, Josh, uh, while we were playing on the Minecraft realm, we were talking over discord chat and he was like, Hey, another thing that's super nerdy is some of these board games that are out here. And it'd be super cool if you guys would mention board games, mostly because he's super into board games, but, 
Um, I would love to know, by the way, just go ahead and ask us what our favorite board games are or tell us some of your favorite board games. I would love to know because I'm always down for some good board games. Really, truly I am. I actually used to play, I would play, uh, it wasn't Risk. It was, um, oh God, now I'm going to forget what it was called. Uh, I think it was Axis and Allies, like the board game. I think I something like, it was it was some of the like like World War One World War Two type like simulation board games. I would play those with Josh while we were in Oklahoma. I was like the only person who would play with him uh, because he is exceptional at those games. He's got the strategy pretty well down on lock. My whole goal was just to get good enough to actually give him a run for his money. Or to throw some sort of crazy monkey wrench in his system so that that way he would not, you know, he'd have something weird that he'd have to figure out, which I, I really enjoyed doing that. Um, honestly, I kind of, I'd like to get some of those board games for myself so that way we can play with the group because I, I think, would love to play more. I think we'd have fun. We need to have a board game night. <laughs> we like, do. Stay away from the tech and the magic yeah. and stuff like that i want to have a board game night you know yeah anyway Go i cut school. you i cut you off when you were talking about oh no you're what good you were initially going to talk about so that was i kind of like i actually just kind of wanted to ask you actually uh, mm-hmm. about your favorite your favorite board games and some of your some of your like board game experiences uh if you number had one cool stories or favorite the number games. one board game i've ever played in my life uh, is Candyland. of course you love Candyland. <laughs> no i mean yeah i loved Candyland <laughs> as a kid but i mean god i loved that game i, I would always run out there with my with the candy lab board game and be like dad can we play Candyland? you know like every kid <laughs> loved Candyland. um no but uh on the real honestly like fucking love risk Risk yeah. is just a fucking good game, like, and not even like the the we played the PS3 one uh, when it was yeah. on PS3, and that was super fun. We played it on like this lock-in thing we did at our at our youth group at the time. And that was, it was crazy really, fun. Really cool. It was insanely <laughs> fun. But I played it at my cousin's house. Um, the actual board game pieces and everything—they have little metal soldiers and little metal tanks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We played the actual board game, dude. It took two days to get through that game yeah two days we left the board overnight where it was with all the pieces on it because of how long it took and the strategy involved and the luck that you have to roll in order to get over your opponent and kind of build up your army it was insane i just i remember having an amazing time with that game so risk is easily up there i don't know if i'll have a top top favorite game I really like Life. The game of Life is really fun. Life was always fun. Um, that was a, a go-to for a long time when I grew up at a daycare center. Yeah. We'd always just hop on the game of Life, and I mean, it was. A, people say it's a long game, but I don't remember it taking too long. But I think maybe we quit halfway through before we even got to the end of the board game. Or Never something. took me a long time to play the game of yeah, Life. Yeah, it was like forty-five minutes, something like yeah. that. It's not that long. Uh, and then um, let's see, was it the game of life? Risk. Uh, I had it. Oh, uh, Monopoly is always a fun one for yeah. me to go to. People always joke about the rage and stuff, but honestly, <laughs> like it's not that bad. Come on, you only really rage when like 
Oh man, Kevin. <laughs> He's pointing at himself. <laughs> Listen, I like I like Monopoly. I get why people can get can get upset about it, but I I like it. I think it's a fun game to play once in a while. I mean, one, if you play it over and over again, the same person keeps winning because they know what to buy and when to buy it. That can get really annoying, but you know, if you you know, haven't played it in like 6 months, give it a shot, you know? I fun. actually I used to play Monopoly a lot back in the uh, dreaded time yeah. um, because the people that I was around on a regular basis all really liked Monopoly. I played so much so that I actually was looking into heat maps, like how often certain places get landed on. And strategically trying to buy up those properties as quick as possible. The problem is, is my luck when rolling dice, for whatever reason, I land on all of the extremely cold properties until the hot properties have been purchased. And then once the hot, the hot zone properties have been purchased, that is the only place that I land. Yikes. Every game. Yikes. So my luck in Monopoly is just complete and utter garbage. Your luck is what really hurt you. So like the only thing that I have is if I can maybe manage to squeak out deals with people. But even then, it just it doesn't end up working out in my favor. It's kind of like <laughs> me and Mario Party. I can be winning the entire game, and at the very end, it'll get yoinked out from under me. Dice roll. I yeah. I either I either play the entire game in dead last, or I run the game at the start and am front runner for most of the game, and then right at the end, it gets yoinked out from under me. I have never, in my memory, ever won at Mario Party. <laughs> And it's the same thing with Monopoly. I don't win a Monopoly. Oh, Kev. <laughs> I always just have shit luck. <laughs> I loved playing it, but I'm so bad at it. So yeah. it ended up becoming a game that I would drink while I played. Because then I'd have fun because I didn't uh, give a fuck. Cause yeah, because you're just like, whatever. <laughs> whatever, guy. Oh, I owe you $300 for it. Here you go. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, Monopoly's a good one. Yeah. Um you know, it's a, a classic is a uh, battleship. Battleship yeah. always a, it's a fun classic guessing game. It's just awesome. There is some strategy to it. But there, there is, but like, yeah. it's uh, a mixture of like luck and strategy. Yeah, once you get that first hit, then you can have like kind of a. It's so cool how you sort of build out the map in your head of yep. the other player's area. It's very very cool. Battleship, I really like. Um, it's kind of hard to think of all the board games I've played. Uh, I mean, play, we've played games like Sorry and yeah. kind of terrible, shitty one-off games like that. But uh, um, Oregon Trail was kind of fun. <laughs> I liked the Oregon Trail game I brought once. I bought this Oregon Trail game and uh can't remember exactly how it goes, but you flip over a card and every time you build kind of a path to Oregon. Yeah, uh, from the East Coast. And that one's, I mean, that one is and isn't a board game because you kind of like create the board yourself, but it's kind of more of a card game. Technically, you know what? You're right. Is that are we differentiating between? Because I think I, I played mostly card games. I don't think yeah. I've played a lot of board games. Uh, I honestly, one game that I have always enjoyed, and honestly, people hate me for it because I'm really good at remembering things. I have a really good memory for like. I love that about you. A because lot I can of never stuff. remember shit. 
I I love playing Clue. Okay, yes, god damn it, Clue is way up there on the I list. Am, I am that guy that I will legitimately not actually mark my paper while I'm playing. I will use the blank paper as a marker and I will watch my opponents and I will judge the distance of their pencil on their paper as they mark as well as my own knowledge and focus on like facial reactions for everybody when they're checking things. You're goddamn Charlotte Sherlock Holmes. I'm that guy that's like, all right, I'm watching you and I'm like, okay, so they've checked this, 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 and this. That means that they have that. They've checked this, 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 and this. That means that they have that, which means that this and that and that and that are all out. And these ones that I already checked are also out. So that means goes to the place with the item that. <laughs> and they're like, nah, and I'm like, mm. hmm. yep, I win. Like, yeah. <laughs> clue, clue, do be good. I've had, I've had a couple a of people game. get really mad at me because they'll literally watch me not even marking my paper, and then I'll win. <laughs> and they're like, how? That's not you. You can't do that. You have. You didn't even check anything off. I'm like, I did mentally. It's it's all up here. It's like me and cooking. I don't. I mean, how shit. else? How else would you find out? Just because you don't have to write it down, you know. That's. I mean, my thing is, is like because of the fact that I know half the time I can watch where your pencil goes on the paper and know what it is that you just marked off, just by looking at my paper. I know that other people can also make that observation. So, so if do I it. don't do it, they can't. Then you can't copy mine. Kevin's a cheater, everybody. <laughs> Kevin, you're not allowed to play Clue is, anymore. That is not cheating. <laughs> there is nothing in the rules that says you have to mark the paper. Ban Kevin from Clue. <laughs> there is nothing in the rules that says you have to mark the paper. <laughs> um, what else you got for board games? Because I'm drawing blanks. I also, I really liked Betrayal on the House of the Hill. Yeah, that's a great one. That I'd say it's more tabletop. so good. But it's technically a board it game. Is a board you sit game. out the board and it you move around pieces. on the board. You move the board. That's true. I mean, you kind of like create the board as you go. But I know a still. lot of people that don't like Betrayal very much. Um, oh, I, so I love Betrayal, man. I think it's really fun. But the the traitor mechanic can get really unbalanced. Like yeah. sometimes like the traitor is like insanely powerful. They get like 30 minions. And then yeah. if they kill one like, person, how? it's how? over. You're like, okay. And then the but other like, time it's like, Okay, all the players have to do is make it to this room and they win. That one is honestly Betrayal. I love Betrayal just because it is very rare to play the same game twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's because a lot of there's variety. so many different scenarios and so many different variables. It's like there are things if you haven't played Betrayal before, there are certain scenarios where it's like, okay, we've had the it's like the third curse card has come out, which means that we reveal a traitor. The person who found the third curse card is the traitor. They take, you know, if it's this room, they take this. If it's um you know, if it's this room, but this hasn't come up, then they take this. If, you know, and like all of these different variables play into like what yeah. scenario for the trader and the survivors is. One thing I love about Betrayal is that your survivor has his own stats and yep. you get to kind of role play that character. So for Damn. me, it was kind of an early version of D&D. Like that's just what I would kinda, compare yeah. it to kind of because for me, not having touched or seen D&D before, I was just like... 
all right, I guess I'm this dude now and I have these stats and you do these things. Um, I kind of want to explain it a little bit because even in our own circle of friends, we have quite a few who've never played or heard of Betrayal at the House on the Hill. And it makes me really sad because you guys need to play it. Ben has it and he brought it out to play at his house Uh, after almost everyone had left, but only like two of us were interested in playing. So he ended up putting it back and I was like, damn it. (laughs) Betrayal at the House on the Hill is a game where you all pick characters. They all have their own stats. Um, and you explore an abandoned mansion together as a group. Uh, and when you enter that mansion, you all have a movement, a set movement, uh, of number of tiles you can travel. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you move into a, uh, part of the mansion that isn't discovered. So it starts out with a tile, uh, or a couple of tiles. Mm-hmm. And when you move to a spot where there is no tile, you grab a tile from a pile and then you set it next to the tile that you had just the would-be tile uh, where your character would be and you connect the doors and then those tiles sometimes have events like a falling floor you fall uh and you need to roll a dice and if you roll four or more you safely land and if you don't you take a damage and the more damage you take eventually your character will die yep um there's also rooms that will reveal item cards where you just get an item and some mm-hmm. of them do really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like risk reward where you roll a dice and it will add like one to your mind. But in exchange, next turn, you take two to your body or something like that. Yeah. That's a terrible that's a terrible example <laughs> kind of. But something along those lines and then some are just playing good and some don't really do a lot, but they're cool to have. Yeah. Uh, and then some also provide winning conditions. And then after everybody takes a certain amount of turns or they land in a certain place, you make a haunt roll. And the haunt roll goes up every time the players need to make one. So you, so every time you make a roll with, I think it's like six or eight dice, mm-hmm. and you roll over that haunt number, usually the haunt number starts at like two, I think. Mm-hmm. It starts pretty low. Anytime you roll over that, you're safe. Uh, however, that number goes up every time a haunt roll is made. And if somebody rolls under that haunt roll limit, so let's say your haunt roll is eight, the limit is eight, you roll, you get a six, you are now the trader of the game. So now your character turns the tables and you go read a manual over in another room mm-hmm. and you flip to a page depending on the dice roll and the haunt level. And it tells yeah. you what kind of trader you are, what powers you get and how you win the game. And then the other players have their own handbook that they read, and they have to form a plan and try to figure out how to stop you. The problem is both of you have conditions for winning that neither side knows about. Yep. So you kind of play this mind game of like, we have to get here, but we also don't want to risk letting that person win by giving the wrong thing to them. Mm -hmm. So... It's a really cool mind game, and it's, it combines board game with a little bit of role play with a little bit of mind game, and I think it's a game that just about everybody can play. Yeah. Um, my only recommendation is that like probably have an experienced person play the trader if you're playing with a group of new people. Because sometimes that can be kind of hard to... Honestly, truthfully, just at least having one player that's kind of experienced the first time you play is really helpful just because they can kind of help with clarification and stuff. It is a big Um, game. If you don't have anyone, please, please, please read through all of the directions on how to play first, possibly multiple times if you need to, 
just to be extra clear about what's going on because a lot of games will get really annoying or frustrating if you don't know what's going on and because it's got all of these variables to it it is a little bit complex it's not insanely complex to where like you couldn't manage it but it gets a little bit complex so without fully reading into all of that there is a good chance you're going to end up being a little confused at some point just mm-hmm. yeah take the time to read <laughs> yeah yeah it's one of those games you have to invest some time in to learn but once you do and once you get it down it's super fun so highly recommend everybody play it at least once um uh in direct response to betrayal at the house on the hill i think uh talisman is really fun the only mm-hmm. talisman i have is the kingdom hearts version of talisman mm-hmm. um i can't really describe that game in depth <laughs> as i've only played it a few times uh, just take my word for it. It's a fun. It's another tabletop like game. Uh, roll dice, fight enemies, get to the middle of the board. Things happen every time you move. Things happen every time you roll. It's it's very cool. You know what game I am kind of sad that I never ended up getting the time to play. Hmm. Twilight Emporium. Never heard of it. It is a game that Isaac tried to get me to play so many times. Oh, man. But unfortunately, I every time he and his dad were planning on playing, I was unable to spend an entire day with them. And it's a long game. It's like same same thing with Risk and and those types of games. Like it's a long game to play. Long strategy. Like they were saying, it was like an hour just to set it up. (laughs) Wow, really? Yeah. So like I I really wish that I had ended up having time to do that. I kind of want to get a hold of. Uh, Joshua and see Isaac's dad see if uh, he still gets people together to play because they still live right around the corner from my parents so if they did still get people together to play I kind of would be down to try to find a free day to be able to do that because that'd be awesome I like games like that with an investment I just wouldn't have the time now I'd have to do it once a week (laughs) Yeah, put the game on hold for a week Uh, do, do you have other board games that you've played I can't I mean, I played, I played like Candyland, Shoots and Ladders. Yeah, of course. Stuff um, like that. Easy I love Monopoly. Like, I played a lot of uh, trivia type games. Um, oh, the Seen It games. Did you ever play those? Seen It games. They were DVD mm. interactive board games. And oh my God, were they awesome. Oh, I think I think I actually might know what you're talking about, kind of. I've got one in the closet. I'll show you after, the, uh, after we're done like recording. Like you pop in a DVD and then you, you play a board game? Yeah, and you use the, the DVD to running? go through it. Yeah. Oh, so see, like, I think I've heard of them. I don't think I've actually played it then. So I had a Disney version growing up with my parents, which was, it was all Disney trivia uh, the DVD interactive was like it had like uh, video clips and little like mini game type stuff and you would just try to guess the movie or the actor or the character or whatever and it was all Disney themed and then we also had a Harry Potter one and nobody liked playing me playing against me at the Harry Potter one that's cause, that's cause Kevin <laughs> cause, we all know why you sponge I love the Harry Potter movies and books and yeah, and he just I memorizes everything. That information in tight. So 
I kicked everyone's butt. Again, Kevin is a cheater. He is banned from board games. I'm not a cheater. (laughs) Being smart is not cheating. It is when not everybody's as smart. (laughs) I'm sorry that you have a 12 in your intelligence and I've got a 20. It's not my fault. Thanks for calling it a 12. Hell yeah. Yeah, still above average. Yeah, perfect. 10 is considered, like, 8 to 10 is considered average, technically. Oh, <laughs> uh, hell yeah. Uh, but, yeah. That does sound fun. I, I've, I've got the Harry Potter edition in my in my game closet there, so, but it's missing pieces, so really all you can do is play the, uh, the party play, which is just all of the mini games and clips with questions. On just like a continuous loop, which I literally, if I got bored and nobody wanted to play with me and my brother was hogging the PlayStation, I would just pop that in the DVD player in another room and I would just sit and play the, <laughs> the party play by Hell myself. Oh yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> See if I could get it quicker. I mean, that's cool time. that you can have fun with it on your own. That's a testament to how fun the game uh, actually is. And then I also have another DVD interactive game that's uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. <sighs> That sounds familiar. It is badass. Did it come with a board game? Did it come with its own board, or was this a board like on it's, the DVD? Technically, it's got uh, like a fabric map that is the board for the board game. Okay. You give everybody, like each player receives a treasure card that's like the, the goal that they need to reach, mm-hmm. and then you have to collect X amount of rum, silver, and gold by completing mini games and battling other players uh using the like using the mixture of the map and the uh dvd interaction bit because whenever you dock at a port you choose that port on the dvd and it does like a mini game for you that's cool Um, and then you can battle other players for doing stuff like that for loot from them we need to play that because it's fun as fuck dude i'd be Um, down it sounds fun but uh yeah, it like once you collected the goal on your card, then you went to Rum Runner. I think it's Rum Runner Island. Rum Runner Island, and if you did it, it gave you like a coordinate, and then you had to go to that coordinate on the map. Oh my god! And when you made it to that coordinate on the map, then you input that coordinate on the map, like on the DVD thing, and you win. <laughs> oh, very cool. So it's yeah. like okay. So it's kind of like searching for treasure almost. Kind of, yeah. following a trail, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was like, yeah, it was, it's a really fun game. And I do have, the only piece I'm missing is one of the battle, or one of the, um, yeah, one of the battle dice, I believe. So, like, it's not even really actually missing anything, because it was just a six-sided die was the battle dice. So I just, you any know, dice. just put yeah. any six-sided die. Put another six-sided die in there. It's just not the same because they were like big square wooden ones, and I just put like a regular D six in there. Oh, but, that's not cool. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I was like, that's literally that's that's it. It was yeah, it was wow. a really cool game to play, and it's up to four players. So, oh, that does sound we cool. Can do man. it. Well, but yeah, uh, DVD interactive games are actually super cool, and I really wish that they'd have gotten a lot more traction because yeah, there's a lot of them that are really awesome. Yeah, think of how what that could have been. Think about movie, like movies, like movie yeah. theaters. I don't know. Maybe DVD players would still be a thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, you probably you probably just do the same with a uh, 
digital movie. Yeah, they could do a digital download. They that's what they need to do. They need to have like a a code that comes with the board game that you can put into a console. Ooh. And have it be of the board game. And yeah. have it be the DVD interactive portion of the, the board oh, game. Oh, that's clever, Kevin. That's really smart. Or, like, you could buy the game and it comes with, like, the pieces oh, for the board game part. that'd be a good way to, like, advertise it to kids. Be like, that oh, put be, this in on your PS4 that, and you get or a PS3 or whatever. Family and, game night. Right damn. there. Like, that'd be a great way. Hey. Hey. Sony. Uh, freaking Microsoft, you guys freaking pick this up here. Listen to me for a second. You already have disk drives still on most of your consoles. And even still, you don't necessarily have to do the disk drive. You can still do digital download. Start doing DVD interactive games. You can market to families a little bit more. It's going to boost your sales some. And they're still going to be fun because DVD interactive games were bomb. (laughs) Get on it. Let's go. When uh, um, DVDs aren't <laughs> totally dead yet, if there's anything I learned working in retail, it's that DVDs yeah. are still pretty hot. Yeah, you they're not entirely dead, but it's it's a lot entirely... harder to get a hold of a CD yeah. player or have a disc drive on things. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot less popular now for sure, but that would be a really good way to incentivize people to buy DVDs again. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting, especially the the families. I'm like poking through the pop filter when I tapped on my mic. I really hope that came through with the actual tapping. Oh, it came through. Oh, okay, it came good. through. I watched it. <laughs> yep. Thin and all. Um, well, do you have any other board games that you can think of? or I'm sure I've got a few, but none are really coming to mind outside of the ones that you... Like, I mean, I did a lot of, like, trivia games. So, like, I had... There was, like, a... Um, like the Andy Griffith show trivia game. I've got like a, a one called rules of the game where it's like a bunch of sports trivia stuff. Um, the logo quiz game. That was a board game. That was a bunch games, of though. like trivia type. Yeah. Trivia type games. I always liked those, but I'm used to roll and move on a board. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you'd like, you'd like roll, move on the board and then whatever like color you landed on or whatever space type thing would dictate a specific question on the cue cards. And yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so those were really fun. Kevin, we are at time. I feel like we're probably over time. Uh, only by a few minutes. Yeah. We, hey, we made it. I mean, <laughs> I, we, we thought, we genuinely thought we weren't going to make it again. I, I honestly, mean, I knew the board game one would probably spark some discussion. I wasn't sure how much discussion the, the, uh, cylinder reloaded would i knew that one was either going to be like a long one where we talked a lot about Yu-Gi-Oh or a really short one where we were just kind of like huh that's cool yeah, yeah. all right what's next <laughs> neat so, um no yeah i think mine were my i surprised myself with mine because i i didn't think the steam deck was going to be much of a discussion and <laughs> i kind of went off on that one though to be honest with we you. both did yeah <laughs> there was a lot <laughs> yeah chock full of content we are hell yeah so, what uh, I like. man, I guess it's that time, guys. It's actually dark as hell in here. <laughs> I, know, like, I, turned I on think the light I'm only visible because my mic is emitting light, but everything else is just dark, so it's getting kind of spooky in here, especially with those noises earlier. So I'm, just, I'm hiding behind my sound screen. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can't even make out Kevin's face. Uh, so, uh, with that being said, everybody, um, thanks again for all the listening and all the, uh, the growth. Honestly, just seeing continuous growth. Yeah, I think seeing regular listeners constantly is awesome. I think that's impressive. But, to tell you the truth, I hate to toot our own horns, but yeah. I think it's kind of impressive. Not I mean, every, you know, it's not the easiest thing to grow. Yeah. starting out right off the bat, you know. 
I mean, like what, three, four episodes ago, we were at 19 regular listeners on Spotify and yeah, two more regular listeners isn't the biggest thing ever, but Hey, that's still growth. Getting regular listeners is important. Yeah. So, I mean, fucking thank you. Especially if you've been listening to all the episodes. I know quite a few of our friends who have been tuning in now. Uh, a couple of them have caught up. So thanks. Thank you, you guys. We fucking love you. <laughs> yep. Um, I know you guys listen to us else. talk enough as it is. I'm surprised you're yeah, able to sit through the whole saying. episode. <laughs> and I know that a lot of people enjoyed the episode with, with uh, Joseph, too. And, oh, yeah. Uh, God, that was so fun. So that I can't wait to have awesome. some other people on. I have a couple. There, God, we have so many friends that would be great to have on. Yeah. So we just have to pick the right times and the right days. Definitely. So anyway, I guess with all that being said, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Uh, please make sure that you all stay happy, stay safe, and stay nerdy. We'll catch you all in the next one. Have a good night, everybody. 